That's a groovy button. What does it say? This is a presentation of the Texas Prairie Chicken Home Companion, a monkey's podcast. Boy watcher. 
and uh, with uh, a famous daughter as well and with all kinds of uh, stuff today. But there were, you have to admit, there were two ways that those lines in, in the mid-60s with the monkeys and is it real or is it not, they got blurred in a couple of ways. Number one, um, you did end up, you know, going out and touring and, and doing stuff like that. You know, you yeah, absolutely. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And that's, as you say, the lines did get blurred, especially at that time when nothing like that ever happened. You know, you very, very seldom had any crossover uh, from one industry to the next. Uh, I mean, there'd been a little Ricky Nelson had, had had a couple of songs, and he toured, and uh, Paul Peterson from the Donna Reed Show had, had had a record out. But it was very, very unusual for that to happen, and of course for it to happen in the way that it did. And that, in a way, is the magic of what happened, because the producers had not just hired four actors to play the roles. They had hired uh, four entertainers, singers, uh, musicians, people that could actually pull it off. So in the back of their mind, uh, maybe they always had the intention of uh, having the group go on the road and play if it ever even got on the air, which of course was no guarantee. So uh, the audition process was not just like a television show. You had to be able to sing, you had to be able to play an instrument, you had to be able to uh, act, you had to be able to improvise. There was a number of screen tests. It was, in a funny way, it was a lot like casting a Broadway musical, of which I'm in right now, by the way, called right. Aida, right. <laughs> here, here in New York, uh, the Elton John, Tim Rice musical. And it was cast in the same way. My audition piece, for instance, was a Chuck Berry tune, Johnny Be Good, on guitar. Um, so they clearly had in mind that they wanted, uh, they were hoping that it would that it would turn into something more than just a television show, and indeed it did. And at one point, of course, um, well, Mike Nesmith always says it was like Pinocchio turned into a little boy. <laughs> and I, I often say it's like Leonard Nimoy really becoming a Vulcan. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the other way that it blurred, too, is, and I, I mean, maybe, you know, some of the songs were uh, uh, corny and wacky, but a lot of the Monkees' tunes were put out, they were written and produced by real music people. They were as viable. They were great top 40 radio hits in the mid-60s. They were as viable as any other tunes that were out at that time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The pedigree of the whole project, because remember, the Monkees was a whole project. It involved RCA Victor, NBC Television, Screen Gems Music, Screen Gems Publishing. Uh, Bob Rafelson, the famous film director, created the show. Um, Paul Mazursky wrote the pilot. Carol King, Neil Diamond, Boyce and Hart wrote the songs. Of course, the, the four of us uh, might think had something to do with it. <laughs> so there was an awful strong pedigree behind uh, the project. And when you look back, of course, in hindsight, you could say, oh, well, of course, Carol King tunes and, and, and uh, you know, uh, Neil Diamond tunes and, um, you know, great TV writers. and uh, But, of course, that doesn't always happen. It doesn't always work like that. Well, yeah, that's you no know. guarantee. But you know what you guys brought? There was all that firepower coming in, but then there was you four guys, and you know what you brought? You brought the chicks. You brought the young girls, and as a matter of fact, I have, I have to take a break here. When we come back after a break, we've, we've got uh, at least one and, and maybe a couple. Well, they're not so young now. But uh, I want to I take a couple of calls, but we have some young, uh, formerly young monkey fan chicks. I want to talk to Mickey Dolans. We'll do that. We'll, we'll squeeze that in uh, when we come back. The book is called I'm a Believer. We'll have it linked up to the Larson page. It is linked up to the Larson page at WBT.com, so you can buy it. And we'll be back with Mickey Dolans. Stick around. Then I saw her
cool rearrange, but you're good. You're sounding good now. So how are you guys doing? Not enough people begin our time talking with them by asking me how I'm doing. I think that's a whole new uh, standard here that Mickey Dolans has set for us. <laughs> uh, talking with him, talking with him today. Coming up in uh, a few minutes, uh, at or about 11:30, we're going to be joining CBS News. The uh, September 11th Commission report is uh, going to be presented, and so we will carry that. But we have uh, a few minutes left with. Uh, Former monkey, of course, once a monkey, always a monkey. Mickey Dolan's I'm a Believer is the book. It's linked up to the Larson page at WBT.com. You ready? To, you want to talk to some chicks? Absolutely. Always. Some, some fans are for, and you know, I've said uh, women, but I mean, if there are any homosexual men who had crushes on uh, Mickey or uh, any of the other, they, they probably had the crushes on uh, Davey, I would think. On Davey, yeah. All right, 704-570-1110, 800-WBT-1110. Uh, this is Joanne. You're on News Talk 1110 WBT with Mickey Dolans. How are you guys today? Hi, Joanne. Hi, Mickey. How are you? I'm good. And you? Great, great. I was one of those 14, 15-year-old chicks that used to watch your show when I was a teenager. Oh, great. Now, was great. He, did, did you ever give him any money? Did you buy monkey stuff? Uh, seems like I did. You know, it's been a little while since it happened. And did you ever get it? <laughs> yeah, did you ever get it? And was Never he seen it. was he truly your favorite? There, there weren't any others in the monkeys or any others out there at that day and time. I mean, Mickey Dolan's was the guy plastered up in your bedroom. He absolutely was, and my mother kept taking it and putting it in her room because she liked him too. Well, there you go. Mother and daughter. Wait, was there a lot of that in the 60s, Mickey? Mother and daughter? Yeah. My lips are sealed. I think that, you know what, I think that's a good idea. Just uh, keep the lips uh, sealed. Joanne, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, 704-570-1110, 800 WBT. 1110. Okay. It's, uh, it's chicks for Monkey Mickey, for Monkey Mickey Dolans. And, and here we have... Another chick who had uh, apparently a crush on the monkey, Mickey Dolans. Hello, is the caller there? Yes, I'm here. It's true. All right, uh, Mick, hang on. Uh, the, the caller in question here is the wife to whom I am married. <laughs> you have to take uh, back seat today, Keith. Uh, okay, uh, Nance, say hello to uh, Mickey Dolans. Hi, Mickey. Nancy, how are you, my dear? I'm good. It's true. Tiger Beat Magazine. All the pictures of Mickey Dolan's. Now, wait a minute. I thought you, you've told me about Bobby Sherman. Yes, he was, he was there at one point also. But, you know, there was also Rick Springfield much later in life. I went through several fantasies. <laughs> but Mickey Dolan's was the monkey. That well, you'll be glad to know that, that I have a photograph of my wife, my current wife, when she was very, very young, uh, sitting on uh, on her bed in her bedroom with mom, and behind her on the wall are big pictures of me and Bobby Sherman. Oh, hey! <laughs> so, Common thread. Uh, yeah. Nancy, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Well, you've known this about me for a long time, Keith, so... I guess. It comes with the territory. <laughs> what? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, your daughter was also on General Hospital. Well, yes, that's true. Amy did quite a, a couple of years on General Hospital. Yes, Dawn. All right, see, this cinches it now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, the, the monkey Mickey, and on top of that, your daughter's on GH, the official soap of the household. That's right. There you go. You're, um... It's a Dolan's household. Are that's you, it. All right, Nance, are you, uh... 
Are you satisfied? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, well, that's nice for a change. All right, thanks. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk with you later. Okay. Oh, man. You, um, what's your, your daughter's been in a bunch of, of different stuff. What's she doing today? Amy, right? Well, yes, Amy is doing very, very well. Um, we're writing a children's book together. And in addition, she um, just got married and um, is kind of living the married life now. She's um, thinking of getting back into acting, but um, uh, we'll see how that goes. But she's doing very well living out in Los Angeles. I'm here in, um, in New York City. And by the way, I just want to remind any of your listeners that uh, that you get out here to New York City to please come by and see me and Aida. Yeah, but where's that actually playing? It's on Broadway, but I don't know what theater. At the Palace Theater. The Palace Theater and the book I'm, I'm a believer. Play in the Palace. Play in the Palace, buddy, and I'm a believer. The book is linked up to the Larson page at WBT.com. Uh, hey, uh, I know we've got just about a minute, and of course this is uh, public uh, daytime airwaves radio, so so use some discretion. But you did this movie, uh, Head, with Jack Nicholson in the late 60s. You guys? Yeah. Yeah, that... that, uh, that it had to be a, a good time. <laughs> I'm told I had a great time. You're told you had a great time. <laughs> I, no, it was, uh, it was an interesting film. Jack uh, wrote it based on a lot of conversations that we'd all had over a period of months. And he remembered them enough to write them down? You expect <laughs> me to uh, believe that? We actually taped them. We actually had them all taped. It was big story conferences. And, so uh, there's, there's you know, I, I look at the movie now, and of course I don't understand a whole lot of it, but it, it holds it pretty well in terms of that 60s psychedelic kind of stream of consciousness. Well, look, let, let me just tell you this. I've only seen it once all the way through. I didn't understand it either. I'm glad to hear you say that. Mickey Dolan's former monkey, now on Broadway. I'm a believer as the book is linked up to the Larson page at WBT.com. We're going to join CBS News to carry this uh, special report. But hey, man, I appreciate talking to you. It's fun. Thank you, buddy. All right. Thank you. Take it easy. Now. Let's go now to CBS News. We'll get a That's a groovy button. What does it say? This is a presentation of the Texas Prairie Chicken Home Companion, a monkey's podcast.